This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hi, this is Alicia Wynn. Hi, this is Molly Bryant. Hi, this is Christina from Survivor Redemption Island. Hey, this is Lindsay Lowen. Hi, this is Poppy from The Apprentice. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hi, I'm Holly Sorensen, creator of Make It or Break It. Hi, this is Joy Nordenstra. Hi, this is Christina Chaw from Survivor One World. Hi, my name is Josie Loren. I play Kaylee Cruz. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner from this season's Apprentice. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. Hi, this is Julie Mann. Hallo, ich bin Nina Rausch und Sie hören sich gerade an. This is Alec Baldwin. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, this is Jenny Blatt from Love in the Wild. Hey, this is Chelsea Hobbs, and you're listening to two of my favorite blogger podcast guys um, on What Do They Said. Did you hear? 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 What do they say? We get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest found at whatduvaysaid.com. I am your host, Jason DePussy, coming at you from the darkened studios of Duvet Studios Southwest in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who still somehow is able to find TJ Hooker on television, your host... (laughs) You caught that, Robert Bob Duvet, podcasting today from underneath the Statue of Liberty's Smata. It is I, Robert Bob Duvet, or I'm podcasting you from the Upper West Side of Manhattan. You choose, listener. Choose your own adventure. (laughs) Maybe we should do a Choose Your Own Adventure podcast. That'd be great. Let's try it. If you want Rob to be podcasting from below the Statue of Liberty's Smata, go to page 24. (laughs) Well, um, I, how are you, Jace? I am it, uh, now. I am in the dr- throes of the heat wave. It's, summer has finally reached Los Angeles. Oh, uh, deal with it. Yeah, and much like that uh, Dennis Leary song, people, all people walk around saying is, "How about this heat?" You know, boy, sure is hot. It's like, yeah, sure is hot. So I have in my bedroom here at the Palatial Studios of Duvet Studios Southwest a. A line of skylights, uh, which lets in the sun and the stars uh, all day long, and it's brutal. It's like living in a greenhouse when it's super wow. hot here. So I went out and bought some uh, moving blankets, and I've draped mm-hmm. those over that. So it's it's all dark in here now, and keeping the sun out. So it doesn't really feel like uh, daytime here at Duvet Studio Southwest. How did you secure the Botten uh, moving blankets? Well, the um, skylights are at an angle, so I drape them from the roof, and they kind of just fall over at this this angle here. And then I've placed a chair and two weights, which I don't use to work out with, on the Botten moving blankets, so they don't slide off. But if there's a breeze, they do kind of flap up. Oh, okay, okay. You know, I wonder... I know that a skylight is a popular design feature in a uh, in a structure. Yeah. But when you live in Los Angeles, which is known for its heat, you guys do get hot, hot summers. And uh, since it's summer there year-round, you know, that could happen at any time. Yeah. 
Is there no contingency plan for that when you have a skylight that's allowing the sun to beat down directly into your bedroom? Apparently not. And what I don't understand is this house that I live in was built in 1919, right? It's uh, it's an old, old house. Um, and wow, it sounds very prim. Yeah, and I lived my first summer here. It was miserable. There's no insulation in this place because it was built in 1919 before insulation. Um, so there's just uh, exposed wood, exposed rafter ceilings. So it just cooks all day long. The sun just beats down at it. And I cannot believe that this place has been here almost 100 years. And I was the first person to say, hey, can I get an air conditioner in here? Like nobody else wanted an air conditioner. It was unbelievably hot in here, like unlivably hot, like living in an oven. So I don't know what people who lived here did before. Maybe they got out of the house. Or maybe we're just giant pussies. <laughs> That's probably it. What do you think, listeners? Am I just a giant pussy? Let me know. Send us an email at whatduvaysaid at gmail.com because your emails mean so much. If you want to leave a comment for us on our Facebook page or just become a fan, you can search for us for What Do They Said on the little Facebook search engine there. Facebook is looking gorgeous, Rob. Yes, it's a beautiful new uh, theme they're using on Facebook. Yes. Uh, you can listen to this show in many places. We hope you listen to us from the iTunes store where you download it and subscribe and leave us a review there because that way people know you're listening. You can find us on the Stitcher radio app on your Android or iPhone from the App Store. Just stream us there wherever you are. Rogue 2 out there in the UK. Let me say it. Do it. Blimey! Uh, and, of course, Mevio.com, uh, which is uh, an exciting place as well. And if you want to talk to Rob and I, you can leave us a phone call at 415-937-0445. That number is always live. It's 415-937-0445. You know what? They have this thing out here, Jace. Um, and I am Reba. You're working on that, right? Reba is working on trying to get Robin Bird. Do you know who Robin Bird is? Robin Bird. Um, no, uh, no. She is uh, a long time, uh, I don't know how to describe her. She has a cable access ch show out here okay. where basically, and it, it, I don't know when it was shot, if it was all shot in the 80s or if she's managed to find people that still maintain that exact look of the 80s to be on her show, if that's a prerequisite. But basically it's a, a forum for like, male and female dancers, strippers, and porn stars to kind of come on. It's kind of like a faux interview show. And then, they, then there'll be a segment where they dance to some cheeseball music. And it's very, very graphic. Not nearly as graphic as broadcasting from uh, underneath the schmata of the Statue of Liberty. Because speaking of big pussies, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> tell me. Those French, very detailed. <laughs> Go on. But uh, it's such a uh, it's such a bizarre. It's on late at night, so I'll, sometimes I'll come home and I'll put it on, and and as my wife is kind of getting ready for bed, she'll hear you know like, ooh ah ooh, call nine seven six bird, and they have all like these different things, whether it's a if you fancy Asian women or uh, you know hot man love or girls with big breasts, and there are all these advertisements for. These phone call lines, chat lines, I guess. 
I had sex a friend. Who, let's say, let's call it what it is. Sex line. Yeah, there's sex lines. I had a friend who worked for a sex line um, thing, and it's uh, not to be a spoiler, but all those a alert. <laughs> yeah, I I think that it just rang at her home, and she would just answer the phone wherever she was, and mm-hmm. she was, yeah, and then she would just talk on the phone with them. I love it. So she's in like the. The Ralphs doing a little shopping, and she gets the phone call, and she's like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, you're like a Foster's Farm chicken." Yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly it for the people who want large-breasted chicken. Is that what you're talking about there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we got a special going on here. <laughs> um, okay, why do you bring that up? Oh, because I want to get Robin Bird to be on our show. Oh, okay. Well, if she's still active. I feel like, yeah, well, you know, it's funny because when we lived out here before, we were walking our dog in Central Park, and who did we uh, come up on but another woman rocking her dog, and that woman happened to be Robin Bird, and she was very, very nice, and she had this little, you know, tiny Yorkie, and our dog was sniffing her dog, and we were chatting with her, and you know, we didn't tip our hat that we knew who she was. It was just kind of like a, hey, you know, oh, wow, your dog's cute, blah, blah, blah. And then one night, Hallie and I were coming back from somewhere, and we were on the subway, and she walked onto the subway with a, a male friend of hers, and they sat down kind of next to us, and we chatted with them again a bit. And it was just really funny, like, you know, she just her living her normal life. And then when we got home later that night, we turned on and there's her cable access channel and with all of her, you know, um, what is how do the British say it? Uh, bits hanging out. Yes. Bit, the naughty bits. Yes. The naughty bits. That's for you out there in Rogue Two land. <laughs> uh, well, you guys are fast friends then. I don't, it seems like you're uh, you're sort of fast tracking Robin being on the show. Yeah, well, I'd like to, but uh, I haven't explored it yet. And I, I, Reba does. Reba really does her own thing. I really don't know what motivates Reba. I haven't. I have an idea, but uh, you know, do you know? <laughs> You're intimate with Reba. Well, I wouldn't presume to know what goes on in the mind of Reba. <laughs> uh, yes, it's a team of a ragtag team of misfits. We're kind of like the Expendables. The Expendables 2. Can't wait to see it, man. I saw the first one. Uh, for those of you out there listening, The Expendables is kind of like a greatest hits of uh, action figures. Wouldn't you say that's kind of it in a nutshell? Uh, yeah. All, it, it, yes. It, it had all the big. Although some of them I didn't know were greatest hits action figures. Well, the, I mean, the Stallone, obviously. Yeah, Stallone and uh, Stra- Stratham. Uh, and, yes. um, uh, who's the other one that was in there? Wasn't Bruce Willis in that one? Bruce, we have Bruce Willis. I think, uh, Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Uh, so this current crowd, Dolph, though, Dolph it, Lundgren, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. The new one, I, I fear though, that the new one is going to suffer from cannonball run Two itis where they throw so many people in it that it's not as good. Cause I think the new one's got Schwarzenegger and Chuck Norris and Jet Li and a couple other people in it. Oh, right? Really? Yeah. They've, they've added they've added more expendables. I guess if you are going to be expendable, you want to reserve. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I think uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is in the new one. Ah, uh, the muscles from Brussels. Mm-hmm. Hey, and- speaking of Cannonball Run, too, because I don't feel like it got its uh, due 
mention yeah. in, in the pantheon of film. Um, great scene. Favorite scene in Cannonball Run 2. Now, Cannonball Run 2 is the one that features uh, Catherine Bach and Lycra. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes. Yes. God, I remember that from my youth. Yeah. I have to search for that. Reba! <laughs> I have it. I actually own Cannonball Run 2 on DVD, although it's full screen. It's not widescreen. My, my DVD of Cannonball Run is, is anamorphic widescreen, and that has friend of the show Adrian Barbeau in Lycra in it. Um, oh, yes. Some themes should be carried over. Right. Uh, Who would you like to see in Lycra, listeners? <laughs> <laughs> what do they say at gmail.com? Because your emails mean so much. We're going to post a picture of Jason and I in Lycra. Great. Let's get on that. We'll put it on our Facebook page, but only our Facebook fans can see it. Hey, do we have any guests today, Rob? By guests, do you mean actual people here in Duvet Northeast that are going to be on the show? That, yes. No, we don't, sadly. Okay. Right. I am I'm so busy looking for employment. Still. That, yes. Oh, nobody wants me. Nobody wants me. You should go eat some worms. Yeah, right? You know what my wife and I were talking about is, you know, to me, to my way of thinking, being a good person and a reliable person and not a jackass should count for something. But having, you know, viewed the TV landscape lately, really the only people that seem to get rewarded, and I guess by rewarded I mean a television show, are those that are complete and total assholes. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So maybe I'll try a new experiment where I will try to live my life like a giant colossal asshole and see if I I get more uh, bees to my honey or whatever that term is. I don't know. I I do pretty well at being an asshole and it's not getting me anywhere. Yeah, it's true. I guess of the two of us, if we were like in a lineup, people and and we asked you know somebody to point out the asshole, you would be the finger would go to, in your direction. Yeah, I would believe that. I think I have a, a, a smaller, a much lower tolerance for uh, people, and if I if I don't like you, and even if I do like you, um, I can I can turn up the asshole pretty good. You know what's funny? I was called by a person that I I met recently who was a very very nice person, and you know. Somebody that my wife had known for quite a while, but I hadn't had an opportunity to meet. And so we went out and we had some beers and it was actually really uh, a great time. And I, I think I'm, I, I dare I say I might have accrued a friend in oh. the process, oh, but sweet. he's very well connected person. He's been, you know, living out here for quite some time and he's just got, you know, a, a great pedigree and he's worked in a lot of different environments. So he knows a ton of people. So I'll. You know, we were talking about, hey, any roads I might be able to go down or people you can maybe get me in front of for possible actual work, paying gigs. Yes. Money money exchange for services. Right. Employment. Employment. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, what are you interested in? And I just kind of give him a rundown of some of the things that I've done recently. And I did have that stint at City Hall where I was uh, – Working for the board of supervisors, the head of the board of supervisors in his office that's, in my district. Yeah, see, that's why I can't fight you. <laughs> and uh, basically, he's like, "Oh, politics! I know tons of people in politics." He's like, "Ah, I, you know, I, it's it's and it's absurd. It's an absurd, you know, it's a constant RICO. I think he described it as being like a a constant RICO <laughs> investigation is what New York City politics is like, but." He's like, yeah, I can put you in touch with somebody. He's like, oh, the person's going to find you, you know, to be a bit of a naif. 
<laughs> and so I kind of knew what a naif was. Yeah, okay. Isn't that a naif? But I had to look it up. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it's somebody, I guess, that's overly optimistic and naive. And those are two characteristics I would never attribute to myself. You're a naif? Being overly optimistic and naive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nor I. You know, and I figured out what it is. And maybe, Jason, you can, you can tell me if you think this is what it is. Okay. And then we'll talk about you, of course. But um, Who cares? Yeah. I think what it is is out here people generally like to talk and like to talk a lot and like to hear themselves talk and like to be an authority on whatever the, the, the subject happens to be on and have some sort of experience with it. Yeah. However, you know – uh, tangential that experience may be. Yeah. Whereas I find that I I tend to be more of a listener and I tend to ask questions because as we've mentioned before in the show, I feel like that reveals more of the person I'm talking to. Yeah, I listen and too. And actually, I feel like I listened to this conversation on last week's show. But are, if you're going somewhere different we, with it, then I'm... No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying that, that that's just a tactic. And I think that that sometimes can be misconstrued as somebody who's like you know wide-eyed and and you know not sure about things or or naive because what i'm trying to do is just get a sense of who this person is and where they're going with it you know what i mean so i think being a listener doesn't necessarily make you uh a naif well i think if i listen to people and people are oftentimes shocked when i bring up things that they said uh, for example in like prior conversations and I'll say, oh, yeah, you, you mentioned like that. Like you just did with me. Right. Yes, exactly. Uh, and people are thrown by that. And they're like, wow, thank you. I, I, I didn't know you were listening. And it, I'm like, well, yeah, of course I'm listening. But I think it, what people uh, like, those sorts of people who talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and you just listen to them, if you're able to uh, crunch everything that they've said and then either summarize or come back with a question, a follow-up question, eliciting understanding of everything that they just said, then they're duly impressed and think you have the smarts. And I fool people into thinking yes. that I actually enjoy what they're saying when I'm really just trying to get them to shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. That's what it is. It's, it's distilling the mass amount of information that came to you and then and then showing that you you took it in and processed it and understood it and have a follow-up yeah it's all been taken in so are you are you moving in with rico well i today after we get through doing this show i have to do a, a lot of research because the person that he's going to put me in front of apparently is a big time heavy hitter and is a no nonsense she's got balls kind of person and I have to go in there very prepared and, and really kind of impress. So I want to know as much about this person as possible going in and much about what she does going in so that I don't sound like a naif. Right. So uh, let me – can I just uh, give you a can – can we do a run through? Can I throw some sample questions at you? Well, you can, but I know nothing about this person yet because I just got all this information last night around one in the morning. Yeah, well, so. I, I don't know anything about this person either, but I think this will be a good a good way for you to think on your toes. Ooh, I smell a segment. <laughs> Bob Duvet thinks on his toes today. <laughs> right. Might as well just use the, might as well just use the news How's thing. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Uh, okay. So, what do you? Uh, if you, uh, I don't have, I don't have anything. Sorry, it's not a very good segment. If I can't think of any questions, come on, muscle through. Uh, no question about anything. Okay, uh, should should money be spent on the Mars Curiosity rover? 
Get me the information on that. I have no. Oh, the Mars. The, that thing roving around Mars. Oh, why not? They spend money on all kinds of things. Okay. Okay. Well, you're hired. <laughs> I was going to ask. I, no, I, I'm. I'm going to say, what do you think about this as a tactic, though? Because I know that her time is valuable and limited, and, and she's doing me a favor by letting me come and, you know, take up space in her office for half an hour. And the one thing that he told me is like, look, you can't let her go down the road where she's – you're far too old to have somebody offer you career advice. You know, you need to come away with something that's kind of tangible. And so – I want to at some point early on in our conversation, after thanking her for meeting with me and thanking for her time because I know it's, she's very busy, say, listen, since this is, you know, a, a, we only have a brief amount of time, can I be frank? Yeah, I would, uh, I would rephrase that. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't start with listen or look or anything like that. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Puts I would never a, do that. Right. I, I do that for the radio because I want people to think it. Uh, I have a poor communication skills. <laughs> Listen, you. Right. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to waste your time, so I'm going to cut right to the chase. Ah, you think that's a better way to go? No, I don't know what a good opener is. But anything anything like... Maybe I'll borrow from Obama and be. let me be clear. Let me be clear. <laughs> there you go. Borrow from Obama. That's worked well for him. You could say um, I, what I just got to avoid is the pitfall of being like, you know, maybe letting her do too much of the talking and me not saying what I can offer. I really have to be uh, forthright in what I believe my value can be to her. That's what she wants to know, essentially. Maybe you should go walk with me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of this office. Walk with me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That is excellent. <laughs> I think that'll show her who's boss. Um, oh Lord. Well, I, I have high hopes for you on, on that, and uh, I hope that it all works out well. I, I think it will. You know, the opportunity to get in front of anybody at this point—it's—it's. It's, uh, I don't want them to all be learning experiences, but they are learning experiences. Yeah, eventually you've got to show you've got to be learnt though. You've got to walk in, walk exactly. in, and have the you know, job. Exactly. exactly, or walk away with something practical where she's like, you know what, you're not right for me, but talk to this person. I'll put in a word. You're you're you'd be great for them. Yeah, exactly. But don't beg. I you know I'm I can't beg. You know if people can't see the brilliance that is Bob Duvet. No. Then perhaps Bob Duvet is not as brilliant as I'd like to think. <laughs> yeah, maybe they are seeing the brilliance, and it's just it's just not so yeah. bright. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's about it. He taps out kind of early. <laughs> I think you've peaked. <laughs> Speaking of peaking, and I I know this is uh this is long past it, um, but did you ever yes. watch the final episode of Love in the Wild? No. Okay. Did you? Did somebody win? Yeah, somebody won. I fast-forwarded through it. I fast-forwarded through the last three episodes, actually. I didn't actually watch After friend of the show Jenny Blatt stopped being on it, I, I didn't even pay attention anymore. So was it uh, as anticlimactic as I imagined it to be? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, for the just five minutes that I fast-forwarded through the whole thing, uh, yeah, it seemed pretty dumb. Who just for the interest since nobody cares. <laughs> who won? Well, just like last season... 
the two people that hooked up on the very first episode and stayed together the whole time are the ones that won, Ken and uh, Jazz, Jasmine or Jasmine or whatever her name was. Mm. Do you think that bodes well for uh, marriage in general? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really um, that really makes romance great. <laughs> it's a referendum on lifelong commitment. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all right. I don't know why I thought of that. So I'm sorry I brought it up, bro. That's okay. Um, oh, you know, last I mentioned, <laughs> we did have a guest last week that we never got to. Mm. What happened? Well, we 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 just we, you and I were hell bent on clearing the air. Yeah. But we had Destiny Hooker here. Oh, why didn't we get to that person? You know, you think you would with the Olympics going on. It turns out that there was a miscommunication uh, between Reba and myself. I said, get me Destiny Hooker. And what she did was she got me a hooker named Destiny. Oh. Wasn't Destiny yeah, the name so. of the Hugh Grant hooker? What was her name? Oh, something brown, wasn't it? Destiny Brown? I think it might have been Destiny. What do they say at gmail.com? Because your emails mean so much. If you remember the name of Hugh Grant's hooker. There's a prize in it for you. <laughs> That's a great name for a band. I'm surprised nobody's using that one hugh grant's hooker because <laughs> if you put that on a marquee people will be like whoa let's go in here let's see hugh grant's hooker oh it's just some band you know speaking of hookers since we're we're talking about it um as you know via my and i really recommend people follow me on twitter at bob duvet one word b-o-b-d-u-v-e-t because occasionally beyond the music related sh photos that i've been putting up i put up screen captures from TV shows that I happen to be watching where you catch just this, you know, really funny look. And I wanted to start, I don't know if you saw that, I wanted to start a Instagram meme yep. uh, where it's uh, trying to get people to post celebrity screenshots where they, you know, make celebrities look grotesque in some way. Mm -hmm. Sure. And I was watching TJ Hooker and there was this fabulous episode and those that know me and know me well know that i love tj hooker and i've also figured out that there are certain points in my life where i w go back to or rediscover tj hooker and those are always the points in my life where i'm at my absolute rock bottom <laughs> i can't believe that you found tj hooker on television that's the thing that astonishes me there is a t channel out here. I'm not sure which which it is. We have a Time Warner cable, and there is a channel that I swear to you, I lie not. TJ Hooker is on nearly. It's almost the TJ Hooker channel. There, they there's a point in the afternoon into the early evening where they 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 run like four or five episodes of TJ Hooker back to back. Wow. And it's fucking fabulous to watch a scripted show from you know the 80s that is you know as cookie cutter as you can possibly be but the the thing is is the wattage the the star power that that show had uh -huh. you know you have adrian zamed mm -hmm. you have james darren you have heather locklear uh -huh. and you have the one the only william shatner uh, and then the the variety of character actors that appear that are people that like the, the last episode i watched was remember the guy who played dean warmer in animal house oh yeah sure he he was the villain in this one. Oh, great and it was great because we were like dean warmer nice <laughs> yes but tj hooker um, i've noticed two things of rediscovering tj hooker one the writers 
slip in the word hooker whenever possible. <laughs> yeah. So a typical scene from TJ Hooker would go like this. Hey, Hooker, have you heard anything about that woman that we were investigating? <laughs> hooker, I just came back from the, the lab and they, they found some prints. I don't know. Hooker's working on it. <laughs> that TJ Hooker. Everything begins with Hooker. Begins and ends with Hooker. Nice. So they must have really got a giggle and like, how many times can we have the word Hooker appear in uh, an episode? And it's a lot. The other thing is William Shatner has the best hair plugs in Hollywood at that time, oh, yeah. bar none. Yeah. That picture you posted of him with the headband on is... Bandana? Yeah, the bandana. Oh, great. It's ridiculous. It's just so funny because he's running down the beach in that scene. Um, you know, he's kind of like, you know, his morning jog, and he's got his sweatsuit matching, you know, sweat... Uh, top on and sweatpants and the, the sweat top says LCPD <laughs> and he's got that matching blue bandana wrapped around his head and he happens to be jogging down the beach and you know nodding at folks that he must see every day as he does his jog and then off in the distance he sees like a pair of legs sitting on it's a beautiful young girl who washed up on the beach murdered Oh man! and that became the uh, you know the, the impetus for the show wow crazy yeah, it was great. He's awesome. T.J. Hooker is great. It's the best hour of my life watching T.J. Hooker these days. That's awesome. Uh, do, what, do, you, I, do you have a show that you find you go back to in times of trouble? Um, <laughs> Your Mother Mary? <laughs> I don't know if I go back to it in times of trouble. Um, I've been watching Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman for the past... Uh, oh, yeah, you always loved that show. <laughs> I did. Um and uh, I rented the DVDs, uh, you know, from Netflix, and they've just been sort of sitting around for, I think, since 2009. Um, mm -hmm. And whenever I have nothing to see, I will pop that on. And it's it's a terrible show. It's not quite the caliber of T.J. Hooker, obviously. Um, but, uh, uh, I, and I, it's the kind of thing that I can have on and do something else while I'm I'm doing, but uh, I enjoy it to a certain extent. I don't know. I I don't really have one that I come back to year after year after year. That's the one that I've been watching currently. But uh, I'll pop on the Twilight Zone, I suppose, or the Dick Van Dyke Show, if I want to watch something from the past. You're an actor. Do you think it would benefit me to put on my resume Shakespearean trained? Yeah, I think you should. Nay, faith, let me not play a woman, for I have a beard coming. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, uh, I can't say enough about uh, T.J. Hooker's uh, longevity and its uh, ability to stand the test of time. I um, was, I was just about to talk about some TV show, and I've completely forgotten what it was, so never mind. Never mind, Rob. I'm well, tired. I it'll come to you. Didn't get much sleep. It may come to me, and Aww. it may not. You know? Maybe. Well, let's... Uh... You know, shift gears. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Yeah. <laughs> Should we uh, check out the news? Rob's news. Rob sings. Good and who Rob's news. Yeah, okay. There. I like the role reversals. Good. Um, I haven't even looked at the news, so this will be live news in real time. Okay. This is kind of exciting, right, listeners? 
It is exciting. I'm excited. Hey, let me ask you a question, though, before we go on to the news, because this is something that's been weighing on me heavily for the entire show since I've been walking the dog this morning. So let me ask you if if you've ever encountered this out there in New York, um, because maybe it's an L.A. thing, but I don't know if it is or not. Um, so does this happen? I was walking my dog in the morning. What? Step back a bit. Is this a new segment? Does this happen in L.A.? Oh, is that? Or does this happen in New York? Oh, <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, we'll make it a new segment. Uh, here, new segment music. Does yes. this happen in L.A.? And in New York? What? I think we need to come up with a better name for it, but uh, I think we'll have it here. Um, there was okay. a car driving up the Beachwood Canyon with a, 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 one of these white boxy Cadillacs, big flashy white boxy Cadillacs. Uh, yes. Big, big customized grill and it was gleaming and I could hear the music bumping and pumping as it was coming up the street. And I just knew as it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was just getting louder and louder and the Doppler effect was in was happening and it just was screaming up the street past me. And as it drove past me, the song that the guy was blaring out of his uh-huh. car was almost Paradise from Footloose. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I just wonder if you, if you encounter that or if that ever happens, if, if you find someone who's blasting their stereo in a car and it's the, the, a completely ridiculous song. You know, that did happen to me when I was living in San Francisco. I heard the, you know, the music and the car coming up the road. And when it reached the crest, which is right where I happened to be standing, I heard the song and it was a silly song. I can't remember it now. But it was like, yeah, I was like, really? <laughs> I just couldn't believe it was almost paradise. And I remember the thing that I was going to say, which was my, I would like to start an internet meme. Um, and uh-huh. you've in, you've inspired me with your Instagram because I was trying to figure out a, a way to do it that I could screen capture on a computer and then put it up on a website and all that sort of thing. But I think perhaps the Instagram yes. tweet is the best way to go. Um, but when I'm, whenever I pause my uh, remote control to to answer the phone or go to the bathroom or check email or whatever, uh, inevitably mm-hmm. the person on the screen is in the middle of a ridiculous blink. And they look really stupid. <laughs> so I would like to start a, a a Twitter feed where it's like stupid freezes or something like that. Celebrities looking stupid freezes or something like that. I think we're talking about the same thing. Well, but grotesque celebrity. Yeah, yeah, but taking a per, a pretty person and making them look ridiculous. Right, but I'm specifically looking for the half closed eyes blank thing. That's that's the ah, one I'm yes. looking for. That that very specific. Your thing. niche. Yeah, that's my niche. Because for example, a friend of mine has a website called Celebrities Siegheils, and he's collected pictures of <laughs> celebrities with their arm raised, you know, in the uh, in the Siegheil fashion. Oh wow, and that's that's pretty funny too. Um, that is that is funny. Yeah. <laughs> I maybe like that. that. Uh, maybe we can all get together and form one hub for this kind of, you know, like an aggregate for all of these memes. Yes, for celebrities looking foolish. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's a great segment. Does this happen in L.A. or New York? Should oh, let me let me uh, let me flip it back. Does this happen in L.A., Jace? Oh. Here's more music. Not the same music. We'll just use the same music for every segment. Uh, So, out here on the main streets of New York City, do you know what people are doing that infuriates? Well, two things really infuriate my wife. 
And one of them, I mean, and she like gets so irate about this. When adults ride their bike on the sidewalk. Oh, God. It infuriates my wife because she like as they ride past, she's always like, you're not 10 years old. Get in the street. <laughs> you're right. And I agree with her. I think adults riding bikes on the sidewalk with helmets and everything else is like, come on, man. I can see if you're eight and your mom said, don't ride in the street, but you're an adult. You know, most roads now and cities even have a bike lane. Yeah. Get the fuck off the sidewalk, I, you idiot. The, the, well, this is how, why it doesn't happen in L.A. Uh, because as Missing Persons pointed out long ago, uh, nobody mm. walks in L.A., right? So it You never see a cop walking on the beat. No, there are no beat cops in L.A. And actually, it... Nobody's it, walking, 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 walking. Right. It pisses me off that people ride their bikes in the street in L.A. because there's big, empty sidewalks. <laughs> it's like, get out of the middle of the street, <laughs> get out of the way, and ride down the sidewalk. There's nobody there, right? That is funny. Yeah, well, that's not the case out here because there's a lot. There's wide sidewalks. However, there's a lot of people on them. Those sidewalks are wide for a reason, to accommodate the teaming or as i like to call them the teamless masses because nobody's playing ball together these days no. everybody's doing their own fucking thing like well what i was initially going to say is uh, does this happen in la there is a lot of adult people people our age sometimes a little bit older and younger people in their in their 20s and, and say 30s who are riding those razor scooters around now oh, yeah yeah do you remember that kind of happened around the time of the first internet boom that was becoming popular? Because I guess apparently in you know offices, people were scooting around on razors. <laughs> there is no more douchey and stupid looking thing than seeing like, you know, a 45-year-old woman like scoot down Broadway. Well, are there skateboarders the out there though? Because I have there's adult skateboarders here in LA. Yeah, there's a bit of that. There's really what really has taken us aback is that we've just noticed so many people on these scooters, mm. you know, like the razor kind with the the handle that pops up. Yeah, no, I know, I know what you're talking about. But if we're comparing Los Angeles to New York, I'm participating in the segment by saying that we're we're not getting that here. We're getting skateboarders. Oh, you're getting skateboarders. Yeah. Are they on the long, long skateboard? Uh, no, they're just on skateboards. But but they, what I am finding, and maybe it's not transportation that I'm seeing the people on skateboards because they're always doing that thing where they jump up and the skateboard flips around and then they end up not landing on the skateboard and running down the yes. street and sort of half stopping and the skateboard's behind them. That thing happens a lot. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's funny. I think that's funny because it's like, you're trying you're trying to impress and yet there's maybe a you know 30% success yeah. rate yeah. <laughs> on that yeah, so. that never works <laughs> that never works yeah no the scooter thing is just becoming uh everywhere i've i've seen it in pretty much every part of town at first i thought maybe it's just an upper west side thing like people are doing that up here but now i'm starting to see it a lot so i'm like oh really really and the other thing that infuriates me um is and I don't know where you fall on this. Look, PDAs are here with us to stay. Smartphones are here with us to stay. Mm, yes, clearly, yeah. But walking down the street with your nose buried in your smartphone and not looking up to see if you're going to run into somebody, yeah. I feel it is my obligation, my obligation to walk right through you. And 
if I can actually dislodge your phone and it falls to the ground, that clearly falls in the not my problem category. <laughs> okay. And as my wife says, never look back. If you ever like, you know, bump or shoulder somebody, she said, if you look back, it means you're sorry. Yeah, yeah. Never. Well, that's yeah. Your wife's pretty good at that sort of thing. I was. Uh, She's very good at that. Sort there's of thing. A, uh, a a apartment house complex thing um, around the corner from me that has they've taken upon themselves to be a preschool, like it's a joint where people drop off kids and they play in the front yard all day and they've got a little sign tied up to their tree. It's not a school, but it's where people in the neighborhood leave their children during the day. Uh, and so they've put mm-hmm. a sign saying it's a school, you know, even though it's not. Um, but I was walking. Uh, there's a big hedge around it to protect it from the street. And I was walking down the street and there was a guy standing facing the hedge, kind of like at the last scene in the Blair Witch Project, just sort of standing with head hung over up against the hedge. Uh-huh. And I was like, what the what's that guy doing? And I thought my first thought was creepy dude checking out kids through the fence. Right. Mm. Then my second thought was, well, let me give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it's a dad who's just dropped his kid off and is, you know, standing to the side to find out how things are going with his kid. And then I went, mm-hmm. no, I know what that guy's doing. He's just standing there looking at his phone, you know. Uh, <laughs> and as I, that's what it was. Yeah, and right? as I as I turned and you know he pivoted as I was walking past him, he didn't move, but he's just standing there in the shade, poking away on his phone on the yeah. sidewalk. Who knows what he was doing? My wife and I gave this one girl a malachi crunch the other day. Oh, let the pigeons loose. (laughs) She was standing in the middle of – on Broadway, which is a very pretty busy street. And it was just outside the subway exit, you know, so she pop up out of the subway. And so there's a lot of traffic. And she was standing there. Uh, on the phone kind of like pacing back and forth in the middle of Broadway, not off to the side up against a store, but in the very middle of the thing. And we saw her and she wasn't looking up and she was like, and then I said, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And so we both kind of flanked her on either side. So as she was trying to walk back and forth, she kind of got trapped in between mm-hmm. us. And we both just kind of, each each of our shoulders clipped each of her shoulders. <laughs> and her response was... I can't, it's not going to be loud enough for radio, but it was like, ah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Big city. <laughs> they say there's always Move the magic side. in the air. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, if I had a more of a, oh, what's the word? More of a, a streak for mayhem and for thievery. Yeah. I w- would, could make a fortune just taking, snatching people's iPads and uh, iPhones from their hands oh. and then running down the street. Yeah, but they all have those tracker things on them, so it would do you no good. I, I, the, mm, that's a here's shame. Here's where it differs, I think. How about if I just run down the street and then throw it on the ground and crack the screen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could do that. <laughs> kept and running. Kept running, yeah. Uh, you could do that. I encourage you to do that. By the next show, I'd like a couple reports of you having done that. Okay. Be the, from the field? Vigilante. The I think maybe I can I can scoot by on my razor. Yeah, I think I wonder if it's a little different for us out here in Los Angeles because as I say, the sidewalks are pretty much wide open, uh, especially up in my neighborhood. There's there's plenty of berth to get out of the way of somebody who's uh, 
who's on their thing on their phone because i will i i will walk down the street texting or i'll walk down the street reading an article or checking up on facebook i mean i'll do that but i will i'll have enough room to poke my head up and look or if i have to do something i'll step out of the way like this guy across the street the other day standing in the shade doing something you know he maybe had some important business thing to happen that he needed to take care of right then um so if someone's, but if someone's walking down the dead center of the sidewalk with nobody around them buried in, then I'll be like, and I've got my dog and I'll be like, whoa, you know, I'll just get out. of Okay. I'll get out of your way. It's like, you know, the, the, I have an awareness of people around me. So I, I assume that other people are that, that courteous, but they're not. They're not. They're just not. It's uh, I, I was talking with my wife the other day about, there's a complete and total breakdown in um, a community. You know, lip service is given to the idea of community, but in practice, it doesn't really happen that much. And people, we've talked about this on the show, clutch to the tiniest, you know, moments of that and then try to write it larger. But the other thing, I think the other thing that I've noticed is the word with the least amount of value and meaning attached to it is sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where somebody says they do something that they know is selfish and wrong, whatever. They say sorry, but they're not sorry because they were going to do that anyway. They're sorry that, you know, you prevented them from doing it or that you call them out on it. And they're not even sorry about it. They're not sorry. That's the thing. Right. Um, I, um, uh, I was – here's what sorry is in that situation – it's someone who knows they've done something wrong but and is choosing to continue to do something wrong. I was just mentioning this in a conversation I was having last night. Um, I think most people actually know when they're doing wrong but choose to do so anyway out of some sort of arrogance or sense of entitlement. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I was camping two weeks ago, um, my family, we got two campsites because you, you're – you, because you're only allowed to park two cars or whatever in the campsite. So we had to, there was a lot of us, so we got two campsites. So really, we all hung out in the one campsite, but we had the other campsite to store food and send the kids over to the picnic table there to play games and whatnot, right? So uh, across from us was a whole bunch of people staying. And the first day we got there, and the people from across from us had been there before we showed up. So we showed up and they were there before us. Um, so the first day there, the kids are playing a game on their picnic table and I'm standing there and another friend of mine standing there and a dude from the, from the campsite across the way has a motorcycle and he rides out from his, his, uh, camp and he sort of slowly comes around and he rides directly through the middle of the campsite, like between our two campsites, not right next to the table, but he drives right through it up to the road behind our campsite Uh and takes off. And we all kind of stared at him, at least, you know, the kids didn't notice, but the adults kind of stared at him doing it like, what a jerk, right? Like riding mm-hmm. through our campsite, you know? And then uh, later that afternoon, he came back and I saw him sort of slow down on the road and kind of come to a stop and kind of look between our campsites and then go and then make the decision and then drive all the way down the road and go around and instead of taking the shortcut and go to his campsite so that Uh. so you know what he knew right he not only does he know he's not supposed to quote unquote be driving his bike through campsites and should stay on the road right 
He like knows he shouldn't do it when there's nobody there, but he did it anyway. He knows mm -hmm. you shouldn't do it when there's people there when he did it anyway. And then when he came back, he was like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't do this. Right. But and uh -huh. I think that most people have that in whatever it is, whether they know they shouldn't walk down the middle of the street on their phone and they know they shouldn't do this and they know they shouldn't do that. They know that we all live in a society and there that there are ways of being polite, but they choose to do it anyway. And there and whatever that is, and I, I called it arrogance or entitlement, but whatever that is, I don't know what that is that makes people do that. It's like, well, I'm sorry. It's the the other thing that drives me crazy out here in L.A., which might not happen in New York all that often, but it drives me crazy because I'm in a car is I'll be driving mm -hmm. down the street and someone will be jaywalking and I'll slow as they're uh, uh, coming across from the left hand side of the street to the right hand side. They'll wave and start running and then they'll slow down in the middle of the street and walk the rest of the way. And it's like, you're not actually helping at all by slowing down in front of me and then walking. Run all the way across the street if you want to be helpful and you're trying to get out of the way, you know. But that's yeah. the sort of, I'm sorry, the, I, did, I chose to do something wrong and I'm waving because I, I, you're you understand and being cool about it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's where they get their sense of community because you're cool about it. Yeah, well, I'm not cool about it. I would be cool about it if you were cool about it. The truth is, I probably wouldn't mind if the dude rode his bike through our campsites. I mean, mm -hmm. it's kind of rude. But maybe if he got off his bike and said, hey, can I head over to the road right there and pushed his bike through the campsites? Then I'd be like, yeah, I don't care. No problem. Or if he went, hey, you know what? The road's right there. Can I just... I'd be like, sure, I don't care. But part of me would or, be like... Or if, he was, or if he was a really hot chick. Right. Or if he was a double-breasted chicken. <laughs> I would be like, but even so, I'd be like, well, I don't know, dude. Do you really want to be riding your motorcycle over all this plant and wildlife? Why don't you ride on the road, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not much of a naturist, are you? No, I'm not. He's not. Anybody on a motorcycle is a problem. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I interrupted your news. What are we doing that? What are we doing that? I'm just going to make these simple and we'll just go with the, the the title and then we'll write our own news story to it How okay about rob and jason write the news this okay. week i love this one it's from uh new york channel four and it says army test spy blimp over new jersey what what do they they test what over new jersey a spy blimp oh a spy blimp isn't hmm. that funny can you think of something less inconspicuous than a blimp <laughs> <laughs> well only that i don't pay any attention to blimps so i wouldn't right? think they were spying yeah right maybe that's the beauty of it you know like a drone looks like something that might be spying on you but a blimp you're like oh there must be a like a, a game going on or something <laughs> yeah exactly must be some sort of advertisement that they're trying to do. I think this is a good idea, the whole uh, just read one line and think that we know everything about it, because that seems to be what everybody does anyway. Mm -hmm. I just need one sentence of the news, and I, I will know everything about it, and I will have my opinion about it. So here, yeah. here's, here's one sentence of a news story that I know, and I'm probably wrong about all of it, but here's, here's okay. what I believe the sentence of the news story was, okay? Okay. Owner of Chick-fil-A contributes to anti-gay uh, uh, somethings. Owner so. of Chick-fil-A? Yep. 
filet, like F I L E T. Did you really not hear anything about this story? Uh uh-uh. uh. No? That never made dude, it out to New uh, York? No, no, dude. I live in such a bubble currently these days where if it doesn't involve, like, you know, obscure fucking shitty bands <laughs> or. Uh, you know, me researching people that may or may not be able to help my employment chances. I doesn't doesn't register. All right. Well, the rest of my time is spent watching T.J. Hooker. Okay. Well, now you know as much about that story as I heard in the first place. Um, and then I did a little more research on it. But that was the first thing that I heard, and there was all sorts of protests about it. And I believe that's the only thing that uh, anybody knew about it. So mm-hmm. there goes my whole idea, because I assumed you'd heard of that story. Take a look for it. <laughs> it's kind of big news. <laughs> And I believe if they landed a Chick-fil-A on Mars, then it would have gotten more play than uh, than it did. I turned on my TV half an hour after the thing landed on Mars, and there was absolutely no news coverage about it. Yet, I could turn on my TV for three days about the Chick-fil-A thing, and it was going on and on and on and on and on. I think huh, Al-Qaeda should have landed on Mars. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe oh, you don't know about I Chick-fil-A. Really have... I don't. I, I do not. I know nothing of this. So do you think a spy blimp is a good idea? Um, guess, well, just guess how much they're spending on the on the, on the spy blimp. Uh, seventeen ninety five. <laughs> if that's in millions, you're closer. It's five hundred and seventeen million dollars, and we wonder why we have a deficit. I don't wonder why we have a deficit. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't, but others might. Oh, Americans. See. Americans wonder. Americans. Americans wonder. So they tested over what part of New Jersey, I suppose. Let, let's figure that out. I think oh. they tested it over North Jersey. That would be, uh, let's see here. No, we're supposed to be making up. What, you're not even following your own segment. <laughs> you're not supposed to be reading it. <laughs> it says it doesn't give the exact location. <sighs> but le- I would I would say northern New Jersey makes sense, right? That seems like where you'd want to be spying. Yeah, I, unless you yeah. want to spy spy on the folks in southern Jersey, and I could tell you what they're doing. Just turn on the Jersey Shore. Yeah, on NPV. All right. Well, that they're was an exciting populating and <laughs> news segment. <laughs> I think that was good. I think that was enough news for this week. <laughs> Is that enough news, really? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Um, oh how the mighty have fallen yeah it's just we we weren't prepared for this week and i am tired and it's hot in here it's getting hotter and hotter and i don't want to turn on the air i hear you i hear you i need to do a variety of things and and none of them involve entertaining the masses all right well uh tell me what have you got coming up for you this week or weekend or well what i would like to do first is direct people to eastvillageradio.com you can just type that in your search engine and read my fabulous review Live review on Tame Impala, Australia's Tame Impala, really hot band, played a kind of a surprise show, and I was able to get in, get some pictures, write a good review. Actually, I liked my review. I'm starting to inflect a bit more of me, the, the, the person, uh, into the reviews so people know what they're dealing, who they're dealing with. Nice. And so you can take it with the grain of salt. When you discover that Bob Duvet is like an everyman, just like you. And... Um, that was fun, but tonight I am also shooting and reviewing a free show out on the Hudson River. A bunch of bands that uh, you may or may not care about. Grimes is headlining. Band out of Brooklyn called Dive is playing. They're very good. And then I think the middle band is Wild Nothings. So that should be good. That's going to be up on EastVillageRadio.com on Friday. 
And I'm also in the uh, uh, I'm helping out. I'm in the process of helping out to organize a special Joe Strummer uh, tribute uh, show that the, we're putting on at the radio station. And Joe Strummer would have been 60 had he lived. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to be people giving the remembrances. We're going after some big guns like Springsteen and Martin Scorsese and Mick Jones and all kinds of folks. So uh, I've been uh, you know pounding pounding the internet trying to get contact information and get publicists on board and get their clients on board so that's been kind of fun and futile at the same time you and should... this weekend I, I think more music i think that's all we do now is see music nice it's the only thing that gives me joy well that's very sweet of you what about what about you what about you i thought that was a pretty condensed version of my life what's going on with you this weekend Wow, I haven't even thought that far in advance. I know that I have a screening of The Dark Knight Rises this weekend. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Controversial. I know. Controversy. Controversy. Uh, but I will be finally seeing that movie this weekend. I, there, I was briefly uh, toying around with the idea of going up uh, to Northern California again this weekend. Um, but uh, for the there's an event happening this weekend. Um, but... Um, I just can't do it. I can't get after having been gone twice in the past like two months, and my ex uh-huh. is out of town with uh, my daughter, and uh, I just can't get dog care, and I can't leave work and all that kind of stuff. So I hear you. I'm uh, all I can think about right now as I'm as we're wrapping up the end of the show here is going back to sleep. I am so tired. I it's been so hot here that I'm not getting much sleep and i slept last night with my sliding glass door wide open um uh-huh. which left let a bunch of air in which was fine but then it also let all the creatures of the night i was gonna say did you wake up to a, like a, you know a bunch of raccoons drinking beer or something <laughs> well the sliding glass watching door cable yeah yeah exactly hey buddy don't you get in don't you get the robin lynn show on here um, yeah, Robin Berg. Robin Berg. Sorry. Baby, let me bang your box. Shooby dooby. That's her song that she sings at the end of every episode. Hmm. All right. Well, I'd like to get her on the show, and because we we're gonna try. We are gonna definitely try. We are we, we are trying to get guests. We are trying to go back to the form that we displayed maybe the, in our whole year. Um, yes. But uh, it's been hard. It's been mostly hard on me because, uh, you know, my, my, my time and mind is so divided with this quest for employment. Yeah, well, I do, you, we, oh, we have an open invitation from Christina Cha to come back on the show to talk about Survivor. So maybe, um, maybe really, yeah, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll look for other guests. Well, let's get as many guests as we can, you know, Okay. <laughs> you know, I just guess in a room. Yeah. Well, with, also, there's nothing on TV right now that we're watching. So it's no, crazy. this is a terrible time. I am watching a lot of Big Brother, though. That's my that's my favorite summer show, and it's been on. So yeah. And are you watching the Olympics? No, not really. Okay. Um, I, I I'm just not interested. Uh, I I just can't watch stuff that I'm really not that familiar with. And then I already know the results because I'll go to some front homepage somewhere, and it'll be leaked yeah so then it kind of ruins it for me yeah i went to the nbc page i was recording the uh women's gymnastics team that evening and i thought let me go to the nbc page to see when some events are on that i want to see so i went to the nbc page and it said right there women gymnastics team win gold well thanks thanks nbc (laughs) 
for yeah they're the ones like trying to yeah get viewers yeah so and the other That's thing crazy. about the olympics is that all the packaging around the races like there's a these 100 meter races that last for about 10 seconds they have they show a big uh sort of personal piece about one of the racers in it and they tell us all about this person about a five minute uh biography on the person and then you watch the race and that person that they they spotlighted is the one who wins the race so it kind of it kind of doesn't mean anything it's like oh gee what a surprise that person that i just learned all about won the race huh eh. who knew that was going to happen oh probably nbc did because <laughs> it happened 12 hours ago yep yeah, no, it's uh, that's the that's I guess the perils of having uh, you know this this world we live in now. Or before, it was pretty easy to keep people blacked out. Now there's just too many uh, avenues that give you information. I so know. I don't want to know who who did the best snatch or the best clean and jerk in the weightlifting competition right? until I see it. I'll tell you who's gonna do a good clean and jerk soon. Uh, uh, what the what? What the what the huh? Should that be our new sort of a uh, catchphrase that we, we put on emblazoned on t-shirts? What the huh? <laughs> okay, let's get working on that. We can get that on a t-shirt. We can get more stuff on t-shirts. We can get more listeners, and we can get more show next week. That's right, next week. What the huh? Can you tell me what the face said? Did you hear what the face said? Can you hear? What do they say? Audible hopes you have enjoyed this program.